Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout Podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Randy Sherman. Before we get going, thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. Summer camp season is coming. If you're in need of camp t-shirts, basketballs, or other equipment, whatever it is, 323 Sports has what you need at great prices. I've used them for years with my sports camps, and you won't regret ordering from these guys. To find out more about what they can do for your program, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your summer camp programs. Over the past several years, probably you know, past 10 to 15 years, technology, hardware, and software have considerably impacted how we consume sports. And I know for us as coaches, if you're watching even this show, social media has impacted how you receive information and the way that you think. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about social media tips for basketball coaches. This is something that I regularly think about just simply because of the nature of the recruits I'm talking with, the scores that we're giving for our team and trying to connect with fans. And we'll talk about that from the perspective of maybe a coach. But Randy also has some unique ideas and things that he's been thinking about just simply because of the connections that he has with basketball coaches and the interactions that he has. Randy, let's go ahead and just jump right into things and we'll kind of go back and forth here. But if you okay. want to talk just kind of about maybe how you came about thinking about this for our coaches um, and then also maybe just uh, go ahead and get into maybe some things that you thought about here, just some tips for coaches. Yeah, like like I like I meant like you mentioned, um, I, I think about it a lot, too. Like I just, you know, see both sides of this from the coaches I interact with of sort of like uh, the good that comes from them using social media and 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 coach and myself using social media. Like I experienced a, a lot of growth and a lot of positive benefits have formed some relationships that I, I, I value highly and all through social media. I've also seen the other side of that coin too, where there's been some, some just undoings of that, that are, that I would say social media is, has attributed to. So I, I would begin our discussion today by, by challenging coaches to ask themselves, is social media helping my coaching or hurting my coaching or better, maybe better stated, like where on the spectrum of social media is helping my coaching or hurting my coaching? Does my usage fall? Like, like, is it more helping me or more holding me back? If it is holding me back, am I even aware of that? If it is helping me, you know, how can I get it to help me more? So that that's kind of how I would introduce what we, what we, um, would would talked about today and, and and it's based on sort of my experience the past seven years of helping coaches that I've heard anecdotes and and experiences that that's that that have been both positive and negative from man I, I I wouldn't be the coach I was if I didn't engage like I have to to man I had to like take a complete total hiatus. So I've heard, I've heard both ends. So I think that's what I'd like to, to keep going with today. You know, the relationship building that you, that you just mentioned has been huge for me. And I think that that's probably the number one thing that I would say with coaches, but then I would give the warning to make sure that you are, you're careful about who you allow to speak, speak to you. There is almost this, I heard it said recently, the amount of knowledge that we have available to us is in this day and age, more than Plato, Aristotle, a lot of philosophers yeah. combined ever had. And while uh, that can sometimes factor of a billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As coaches, we want to continue learning and we want to con continue improving. 
It really is the skill of how can I siphon the things that actually matter to me. And the practical aspect of it that I would encourage is who are you following and who are you allowing to speak to you? If you're following 5,000 people on social media, you're probably going to be a little bit um, distracted, uh, confused, uh, jumping all over the place in your coaching. How could you maybe focus in a little bit your attention on things that actually do matter? And, yeah. you know, do you need to be following that many people and listening to that many people? If you're distracted, it's probably your fault. It's not the fault of somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you have anything else to say about that. I do. You're, 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 you're hitting on some of the notes that I have prepared. First, one thing that I've heard a lot from coaches that I mentor in my, in my ramp program or just even other coaches I talk to personally, friends of mine that coaches, is that, man, social media is just like a distraction. It's a, it's a source of distraction to me. And, and um, I, I learned a great tip from a book I read recently called Indistractable by Nir Ayol. I don't know if I have the last name pronunciation right, but um, but he posed a great question that that I really liked um, was if if you're you can only be distracted from something. So like, what is so if I if I hear a coach say social media is this is a distraction to me, I'm going to meet I'm going to adopt this tactic I learned in this book and immediately ask back from what distracting you from what. I think that's important to reframe what if it, if you feel social media is a distraction from you, then I would say from what what um, I things I hear from coaches is we're trying to implement this offense and defense and it's taking some time. We've had some sitbacks and I look on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and I see something and I just like think that okay, that's that'll solve my problems. And like so in that case, it's distracting you from, say, like your intentions for building your your program and your tactics and strategies and all that. It could be distracting you from your family. Like it could be you're on your phone looking at basketball related material when maybe you, your time is needed more by your family, your friends, your parents, your children, things like that. So if you're feeling distracted, ask yourself from what, from what? Another thing you touched on uh, that, that I, and, and let me, before I move on, let me say, I don't want today to just be like a, a complaining session. So I'm going to give you some tips. So some things that I've read in, in the book and have talked to some other coaches is like apps like the Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram, YouTube. Some coaches that I know who felt this distraction have taken them off their phone. Like that doesn't mean you can't use them, but you just got to, there's a little bit of friction. Like I got to sit down at my laptop or my desktop to look at Twitter or like, so you might you might be more apt to like plan time for it or or something like that. Then you just just sort of like that intuitive, habitual grabbing of the phone and scrolling. Right. So one thing I would say is, is these apps are not your friend. They do not have your best interest in mind. They, they exist to addict you and you if they're free, you're the product. You, you what you click what you favorite, what you retweet, what you, you are the product, all that data is collected. So they, they are not your friend. They, they are not, they don't exist for your well-being. They exist to make money for the company that created them. So keep that in mind. Like you, you have to hack back at them. They have all sorts of hacks to addict you and draw you in and you have to hack back and turning off notifications, turning off, you know, the little buzzes and beeps and pings and dings that, that, that come at you, that that's a great way. But, you know, another practical suggestion that I would have 
Uh, you talked about sometimes it can be distracting from the fa your family or, or whatever. I found a lot of times, even with my teams, how easy it is, whether we're sitting in a restaurant or, you know, out, out and yeah. about, you know, with each other. I found myself going to that for a relationship rather than investing in the people that are around me. And you mm -hmm. ask most coaches and they're going to say, I want to make a difference in the lives of my players, but yet I'm spending more time on my phone paying attention to that than I am to them in a, in a situation, opportunity yeah. where in the bus I could be talking with them or, you know, going over a film session with them or just interacting with them. Um, we had at times had in, in the past when we're at the, at the table eating together, like mm -hmm. all your phones need to be put away. That yeah. way we're all just, you know, spending time together and talking with each other. One thing you talked about that I do want to talk about, I have a list of tips here. I'll try to bang them out. But like you do, you probably follow too many people. You mentioned that a, a moment ago. One of the things I try to tell myself is my timeline is sacred. Like I use a couple of just, you know, just sort of like self-created rules to sort of like help me decide who's worthy of a follow, which you mentioned like not. And who's and sometimes you kind of follow people back for reasons of like, hey, they're a friend of mine or like, hey, they're, I, you know, I, I probably ought to follow them back is a political thing to do. It's nice to do. Use the mute, mute button like you can follow them, mute them. Like I use the word curate, like curate your following to people that give you value. Like if you're if you're scrolling through Twitter or Instagram or YouTube or any of these apps we're talking about. And you find yourself like, you know how you can see the icon or the name roll and you just roll on by them. Why are you following them? Like I, I, I constantly think about that before I tweet something or share something like I want you to read it. If if you just find there's an account you're following that you're just constantly just rolling by, like you're not actually like pausing and going, what are they saying? And clicking on their link or click then then mute. if you feel like you need to follow them for some other reason, goodwill, something like that, mute them. And I would say in, in terms of distraction, I would say if there's anything me as a content creator, if I'm distracting you, if Radius Athletics, what my blogs, the tweet, the contents I share is distracting you, mute me, unfollow me. Like that's the last thing I want. I want to provide value. And if I'm not doing that for you, click on it right now and unfollow me or mute me or whatever. You are probably following too many people if distraction is something you're struggling with. So curate it to like fit exactly what you're wanting to get out of your social media experience. Yeah. Uh, we've used the phrase build relationships for you. What does that mean? And how have you other, how have you seen coaches that you've worked with? How have you seen them do that? Not only with you, but maybe with one another. I'd say you hit one of my points that I have right there. Reach out like the DMs are where the magic happens, right? Not the timeline and the, the DMs are where the magic happens. So if you see, if you're following a coach or a, a thought leader or something like that, and they, they share something interesting and, and I'm, I'm all for learning deeper, not shallow, like learn deep. So reach out to that person. Chances are there, they'll be helpful. Um, the DMs are where the magic happens. So you 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 direct message them, coach. Like I like that offense or that playbook you shared. I've got a couple questions. I mean, coaches are 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 friendly people for the most part. They're they're willing to help. They're, they they probably shared it hoping that someone would come to them to help. So I would say I have formed relationships by 
having the the wherewithal to sort of reach out to someone. And if they're doing something I want to learn how to do, I just ask them. And if they ignore me, okay, I'll just, that's fine. Um, I would say that's how you forge, at least start those relationships is like, reach out and talk. Don't just let just let your eyeballs soak it in, like like form a, a, a conversation with with that with that coach. That, and that, that's where the connection at least is is born. The warning that I'd give, especially to young coaches, is keep in mind that when Randy tweets something or when I tweet something, you're getting like a, a small snippet of maybe something that is connected to something much bigger. And with that comes the potential for maybe things to be taken out of context or not really mm -hmm. knowing where they're coming from. And I tie that back now to your point. That's when it's beneficial for you to reach out and say, what did you mean about this? Or do you have more information about this, mm -hmm. which then is open up to maybe there's a course available or for, for Randy, like the ramp program for him to be able to, I can help you with this type of thing. But yeah. when you look at just those, those, you know, short tweets or, you know, that post that has the one drill in it, then you take out of that, you take that drill out, for instance, and try to insert that there into your practice. And if you don't have the context of where did that fit for that yeah. coach, yeah. I've found that to be most helpful for me asking others, but then also others asking me, what did you intend for this to be used for? That's mm -hmm. usually where you'll get the responses from the haters on, on social media where they're like, that's a dumb drill. It just does this. And it's like, well, no, we use it for this. This isn't the only drill that we use. This yeah. is just used in the context of this or as a warm up or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's where I feel like social media then becomes a two way. That's where you really maximize learning, because if it's just all one way, you can sometimes get confused as to what the context was or what it what it was meant to be. And that can be yeah. more detrimental and harmful to you and to your program and to your coaching than if you just reach out and ask maybe further about things. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would say that um, there's there's an introductor and an introduction there like this is an idea. It's not the whole idea. It's not the. <laughs> And, and if, and that's just an introduction, right? Yeah. Another thing I hear a lot from the coaches I, I work with of like, you know, if they feel addicted or they feel distracted or they feel somewhat overwhelmed by the content barrage, right. Is, is, and I say, well, take a break or, or cut back or take some of these tips we've talked about and like, yeah, you know, I'd like to, but I feel like I'm missing out. They have FOMO fear of missing out. Right. Yeah. So that's a real driver of consumption like i i'm a coach and i see others learning constantly and i feel like i'll be left behind if i'm not also doing that um i would say fomo is a real emotion but it's it you're not missing out like you're not um i've talked to hundreds of coaches thousands of hours over the past seven seven years of doing what i'm doing and I meet a new coach or, you know, talk to them or having one of those introductory conversations, I'd say 99% of them that I've met know enough about basketball right now. If the cells that helped you learn new basketball information just went defunct and just couldn't work anymore, and you never were able to learn a single other thing about basketball, you know enough already to have a good team. You're mm -hmm. not missing out. If, if your team did the things well that you already have taught them, you, you wouldn't be on this constant search or whatever. So it's like 
you're not missing out. In fact, there's probably some coaches like the old man coach who's an older guy who's probably not so great with technology but wins 25, 30 games a year, doesn't even know how to turn his computer on. Is he missing out? Is Are they missing out? Like, they, they don't know Twitter from, from Facebook. From They don't know what any – they don't even walk in that world. But they're a good coach nonetheless. So you, you can be good with this and use it for your good, or you can just totally not participate in this whole world at all, at all, and still be successful. And, again, I think that goes back to making sure that you are a great curator of content and understand where it fits in the system of of your system. There's been a few young coaches who have come to me and like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Can you tell me? Or I've been following you and I want this and this and this and this. And to your point, you probably already have enough information. Like, can you just get a little bit better at this? Can you just yeah. improve a little bit in this? Too many coaches are chasing like they think the magic play or the magic system is going to change things around or turn things around. And that's the difference is usually your ability to teach it, not necessarily the amount of knowledge that you have available to you Absolutely. or in your head. One last thing that right. I would say that that if you are going, to, if you are making the choice, like I said in my last point about fear of missing out and how I said you don't have to participate in this world at all. In fact, there's a lot of coaches who don't, right, who couldn't even turn on their computer probably. Like if you are going to participate in this world and be one of the always learning students of the game that's great the thing that i see a lot of from coaches then is there is they're sort of drinking from too many fountains and they mm -hmm. can't really get a good drink of any you know so we've already talked about that you're probably following too many people my last point would be get organized come up with a system for like use the tools that social media actually does have available um that technology does make available to help you okay, I'm going to enter into this world, but I'm going to like set some parameters. I'm going to uh, follow the right people or follow, follow people that I think add value to my experience. And, and then I'm going, to I'm going to develop an organization system. Like I've talked to so many coaches who are just like, they're like gluttons, like anything that comes by them, they eat it, right? Like anything, right? And I've talked to coaches who are like, yeah, well, I saw that I, I, I bookmarked it, but I can't find it or I downloaded that and I lost it. Like, like you, you're just, yeah, get organized, use, use things like uh, bookmarks, favorites. And, and, you know, like if you click a favorite button, like on Twitter, you can go back through your face, like use that as like, I want to revisit this later. So I favorite it. So I go, can go back and look at it. I can use a bookmark. Uh, I can retweet it. So it's on my timeline so I can scroll back through. I can use apps like Pocket, which is you know, if you read an article, you can put it in the Pocket in, in the Pocket app to read later. Have have a system for if I'm going to enter into this world, I need a system. And it's just like basketball coaching. If I don't have a system for how I'm going to go about running this program, we are vulnerable to all these incursions. Same thing. <laughs> If, if I don't have a system for how I'm going to participate in the basketball social media sphere, I'm going to run into all these incursions and be lost, overwhelmed, distracted, all the things we talked about. So as you enter the off-season month, coaches, and start to get things organized, maybe for this new cycle of this new year, 
start with what Randy mentioned last, get organized, figure out what you need to do, what you need to that, you know, it goes back. This isn't a problem just with technology and social media. This is the person who collected hundreds and hundreds of handouts from clinics and notes and have, and they, they have notebooks full of things, but they don't really have anything that's of use to them because they just have a lot of information. We're still lost, still lost, have all this information and still wandering in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. So get organized this off season. If you need help with that, Randy and I are available. Reach out to us on DMs to Randy's sure. earlier point. Yeah. Appreciate Sideline Interactive and their support of Hoops Forum. They're the leading manufacturers of scoreboards and scores tables for high schools and colleges around the country. Randy, one of the resources that you have available are the newsletters that you send out. Can you talk about where people can sign up for that and some of the things that you've talked about through those newsletters here? Yeah, recently? you can you can sign up at radiusathletics.substack.com for for my newsletter that periodically I do a beyond the scoreboard post once a month. I try to hit it if I have a good idea. Um, the last one I did on March 10th was about um, creating favorable environments um, for basketball growth to take place, how that's how habits are cre- are impacted most by environment, not by information, not by anything. Your habits are you are most of which ex- exist subconsciously are formed by your environment, your surroundings, the people, the place, uh, the culture around you. So I wrote about that. That's the last beyond the scoreboard. Um, but yeah, I'll probably get another one in in April. Another beyond the scoreboard blog post, you know, kind of apropos to what we're talking about today, your newsletters, your emails and things like that. Revisit those. If this one gives you value, sign up for it. If if it stops giving you value, unsubscribe. <laughs> Same thing, you know. Thanks again to Sideline Interactive. You can find out more about them at sidelineinteractive.com. Appreciate all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch or listen. Visit Radius Athletics on YouTube to see the full interview or you can go to any podcast platform and search a quick timeout, and there you'll find the audio version of the show. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Forum.